0: We are in Evamos Amir Aleph 86A and we are in the middle of understanding who is the author of our Mishnah. The Mishnah essentially has three, two or three different parts to it. And we explained in the last recording that when the Mishnah says that when you have somebody, a woman who is a Yisrael, was not born as a Kohen, but marries not sorry, doesn't marry, but is engaged to a Kohen or is pregnant from a Kohen, they were married and then the husband passed away, but she's still pregnant from the Kohen, or vice versa. Um, in all of those cases, she is not allowed to eat truma, and not only that, if it was to a levy, so then she's also not allowed to eat the special food that's given to the levy, which is maiser rishon, 10% is given to the levy. Our Gamar pointed out that this could only be according to mayor Why? Because there's a dispute. The way we follow is that even though we give 10% to the Levi The Levy can then give it to Yisrael Give it to anybody And they're allowed to eat from it It's not Even though we give it to the Levi It's his choice Whether or not he wants to give it to anybody else When it comes to Truma The special food that's given to the Kohen Only a Kohen is allowed to eat that food But when it comes to the food that's given to the Levi the way, According to the way we follow Anybody could really eat that food However The Mishnah must be going according to Rav Meir Rav Meir is the minority position and he is of the opinion that no, that just like if they give it to the levy, only the levy is allowed to eat it, which is why our Mishnah makes sense. Because our Mishnah is discussing uh cases where uh, we're not it's not clear yet if it's such if it's a strong enough relationship for uh the levy's wife to eat from my Rishon. uh because they're only engaged or because she's, she's pregnant but they're not married anymore. Or she's waiting to do yebun with the levy. All these different cases. We say that uh, she's not allowed to eat myceritian. This would only fit according to her mayor. Because her mayor is the only, the only one who holds that uh, a non-levy is not allowed to eat myceritian. So because she's not completely married yet. Uh, so therefore, <laughs> excuse me, not married to the levy. So therefore she cannot eat the myceritian. So the Gemara is going to point out now and say, well, okay, this fits nicely with the beginning of the Mishnah. But if you look at the end of the Mishnah, the end of the Mishnah is very difficult to put within Rav Meir. Because the end of the Mishnah is discussing not a case of a Yisrael who is uh, engaged to a Levi, but a Kohen. And in such a case where a Cohen is engaged to a Levi, Rav Meir would say that you're allowed, the Levi could give it to a Kohen, he just can't give it to a Yisrael. As we pointed out in the last recording, the Kohen is a subcategory of a Levi or a super Levi. He's part of the same tribe as Levi. They were just separated off as the Kohanim. They're still the children of, of Aaron, of the same tribe, of, from all the way from Levi. Um, so how could it be that, even according to mayor, how could it be that if you have somebody who is the daughter of a Kohen, she's a Kohen herself, and she's engaged to a Levi, how could it be that she's not allowed to eat the Rishon? Even Romare agrees that you're... that you should give it to the Levi, but a Levi or a Cohen is allowed to eat it. So that's the question of the Gemara, and we'll see that there are two answers. And these answers essentially they say that uh, our translation of the Mishnah is a little off, and it's really describing a different case. So let's see the question of the Gemara. The Gemara says, "How can we say that the Mishnah we solve everything by saying that the Mishnah is like Rava? Ama what about you do from the last cases of the Mishnah?" Why is it that in these last cases where you have the daughter of a levy who's engaged uh, to a kohen or the daughter of a kohen who's engaged to a Levi, how could they, not, they're not allowed to eat meiser. Why are they not allowed to eat meiser? Meiser could be, be eaten by a kohen or a Levi. So even if you don't want to recognize the relationship as being strong enough uh, to be viewed as the wife of the husband, but still, she's still the daughter of a Levi or she's still the daughter of a coin, and she should be allowed to eat Maiser. There's no Zaras here. There's no stranger. Stranger is only for a non coin or non-Levi, a Yisrael. But a Kohen and Levi should be able to eat the Maiser Rishon. So the Gemara suggests answer number one. Both answers are very interesting answers. Answer number one. Amar So Shesha says, And according to Rashi, Rashi says here that at least for this very first answer, this is really applies to all the cases of the Mishnah. The explanation for all the cases of the Mishnah were according to this first answer, not according to the second answer, but according to the first answer, this is not even according to the mayor. It doesn't have to be according to the mayor, who's a minority opinion. It could be even according to the majority, says Rashi. What does it mean that they're not allowed to eat in the entire Mishnah? It's not about eating. They could eat, because we hold that. Anybody keep my It means, It means, It's nothing to do with eating. She's allowed to eat. Everybody's allowed to eat region. You give it to the lady. the lady can decide who to give it to. He can give it to Yisrael, he can give it to his engaged wife, he can give it uh, to anybody. Uh, what we're discussing here is that, does the wife have the right, uh, in terms of if you have produce, if it's tevel, we said tevel is the produce before you took any of the gifts off that you're supposed to give to the kohen, to the lady, to the poor person. Before you do that, it's referred to as tevel. You're not allowed to eat any of it we pointed out in the last recording that if you do eat from it, so then it's also, you you get the death penalty. Um, So you have to take off the gifts in order for you to eat it. So is the wife allowed to appoint somebody else to take off these gifts? Well, we'll see that a wife might be able to, a wife is allowed to, but if you're engaged, the mission is discussing cases where you are engaged or uh, other cases, let's say, a case where you're getting ready to do yibam. And you have the produce of your um, of the person you're engaged to or of the yavam. So is she allowed to appoint somebody else to say, you know what? Let's take off the gifts so that we can now, everyone can now eat the produce. So she's not allowed to do that. She does not have the right to do that. That's what the Mishnah is saying. She's for sure allowed to eat it, but she doesn't have the right to do that. Why doesn't she have the right to do that? So this is a, relates to a much bigger discussion. There's a concept called Zakhan La Adam Shalobofanov. I have the ability. To acquire something that's a gift for you, without you even knowing about it. We assume that because, let's say, objectively, it's something which is positive for the other person, so I'm allowed to acquire something, I could acquire a bottle of wine for you. And it becomes yours, legally, monetarily, if I have it in mind, and I do what's, what, what you have to do in order to create an, a, a, tr- a transition. Um, so then uh, then that would work. Um, that, that would work and it will be viewed monetarily, legally as the other person's. la <inaudible> adam A person has the right to acquire something for somebody else without their knowledge, without them even knowing about it because objectively it's viewed as something which is positive. Obviously, there's a lot more to discuss on the topic, but uh, saying it quickly is that because uh, objectively it's something positive for the other person so therefore it works. However, in our case, you might view this as something which is positive because by separating the gifts you are now able to eat from the rest of the produce. But at the same time, it's a loss. Because you are separating part of the produce to give to somebody else. So in such a scenario, because there's a loss involved, we say you're not allowed to do that. Without the husband's, not really the husband in this case, but the engaged husband or the Yavam, without their knowledge, you're not allowed to do it. Because it does it's, it's, it's a game, but it's also a loss. So therefore, it's not allowed. However, says the Gemara, the Gemara then says, I understand all the cases in the Mishnah are where you're engaged it's, to, it's before you did Yibam but if you're married is the wife allowed to do this? could a wife appoint somebody to then allow to, to say that they should separate uh, the produce and the gifts uh, so that you can eat the produce? the Gemara says yeah you could in. there's a proof to this the verse says that you're allowed to eat it wherever you want you and your household you and your household, what's the household referring to? Limit on the sua basis and the senash litrum. That uh bashem, your household is referring to your wife. Your wife has the right to separate the gifts. There's a verse that says the wife has the right to separate the gifts. The Mara just points out Atama omer shutroom inu allachol a marchuma chamura o khelas misericolo koshkin a limit on the subas shall shinosanas reshos litrum. Uh, the gemara says well maybe the verse is not talking about having the ability to separate uh, the miser maybe it's talking about the fact that she's allowed to eat it maybe this verse is telling you that the wife of a levy is allowed to eat it maybe that's what it's referring to uh, so the gemara says no that's obvious if she's if she's the wife of a Cohen and she's allowed to eat truma which is viewed as kadosh which is viewed as holy, so then certainly, if she's the wife of a lady, so then certainly she'd be allowed to eat the Meiser. I don't need a verse to teach this to me. This is something which is obvious, because I could deduce this on my own from the fact that the wife of a Kohen can eat Truma, so then the wife of a levite could eat Meiser, Rishon. It must be there to, tell, to teach me something else. It's there to teach me that the wife has the right to separate the gifts of Meiser, Rishon, uh, all the gifts in order to allow uh, the family to then eat from the rest of the produce, so that it's no longer viewed as Tevel. Tevel is when you have not taken off the gifts. you have not separated the gifts that are supposed to be given to the co- or to the labia or to the poor person. So until you do so, you're not allowed to eat from the produce. She has the right to separate it, even though it's not technically it belongs to the husband,' it's the husband produce, but she has that right. That's what the verse teaches us. However, our mission is saying, our mission is not discussing eating according to this first explanation, nothing to do with eating because we fa- according according to Rashi, this position holds that everybody's allowed to eat it. You give it to the lady. He can give it to whoever he wants. He can give it to his neighbor, who's a Yisrael. They're allowed to eat it. Our mission is discussing the fact that if she is engaged, if she is a Shomeris Yavam, if she's re- getting ready to do Yibam, haven't done Yibam yet, but there's the Zika connection, she does not have the right to separate his produce. But if they're married, then she does. That comes from this verse. That's all answer number one. Answer number two goes back to mayor. We really do hold Rav Meir in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, according to the Halacha, we don't. But in the Mishnah, we follow Rav Meir. Rav Meir says that only a Levi and Kohen are allowed to eat from the Miser Rishon, from the 10% that has to be given to the Levim. If that's the case, ask the Gemara, so then what do you do at the end of the Mishnah? The end of the Mishnah says that uh, when you have the daughter of a Kohen engaged to a Levi or vice versa, then they're not allowed to eat miser. Why can't they eat miser? A or Cohen is allowed to eat meiser. Why can't they eat meiser? So the Gemara explains as follows. The Gemara says, Marbridge Omar Lomar Ooh, this is—it's really a separate idea. Really, they could eat. We're not discussing eating in the last case. Really, they could eat because a Levier and uh Cohen could eat according to R' mare. What are we discussing here? Whether you're allowed to give it to her? Let's say she's the daughter of a Cohen and she's engaged to this levi, are you allowed to, let's say she goes to where the grain is, and where they are giving the gifts out. This is where they're giving the gifts out, and they give her the rishon. Let's say they give her the rishon, the 10% that's supposed to be given to the levi. So then there's a concern. There's a real concern here. What's the concern? The concern is as follows. The concern is that people might think that she's always deserving that really, you know, maybe she's a lady She keeps on going in public to where they're giving out these gifts. And so maybe she's always deserving. The, they'll confuse her and say, maybe she's really a lady What's so bad with that? Really, it's not so bad. But the real concern is for as follows. The concern is for as follows. Uh, what happens if you have, forget about engaged, even if you're married. We'll see that this is even if you're married. Uh, what happens if you have a case where a, a woman who is a Yisrael, is married to a Levi. And she's the one, she's allowed to eat Maserisha now, she's, she's the wife of a Levi. But she's the one that goes in public to get the gifts that are given to the Levi. People might get confused and say, you know what? She's really a Levi. Meaning not just that she's married to a Levi, but she's the daughter of a Levi. What would happen if they get divorced or if the husband died? People might confuse and get and get confused and say that, you know what? She's still deserving of the gifts that are given to the Levium Because she's a Levi. In public, it seems to be that she's a Levi. So because of that, that case we can understand. Because of that, in that case, we say she's even though she's allowed to eat the Maeser Rishon, even according to her mayor, she's allowed to eat the food that's given to the levy because she's the wife of the levy. But she shouldn't go out in public to be the one who accepts the gifts because then people will get confused. People will get confused and say that she's really a levy. So because of that case, we're going to say that in all other cases as well, even if it's the Kohen, She's the daughter of a Cohen, And she's really even allowed to eat the shown. The food that's given to the levy. She, she's allowed to eat it because she's also a, a, a super Levi. She's a Kohen. But still, we're concerned that if they allow for that, so then they're also going to allow the, the wife of a levy, who's a Yisrael, to go out in public. And so we basically made a rule across the board to say that no wife of a levy is ever allowed to accept the gifts in public because we might get confused for the case where it's a Yisrael, which is usually the case, they're more Yisraelim, just in numbers. Um, the, the wife of the levy who's a Yisrael will get, will get confused and think that she's a levy. And then even after he dies or they get divorced, she will continue to, people will think that she's a levy. So, so to make sure that we don't have that in our minds, so therefore we will say that, uh, we'll say that they're never allowed to collect it. Now there's also another reason why. That's the second reason. The Gemara will present the first reason The first reason why we say that the, the wife of Alevi shouldn't collect Has nothing to do with what we just discussed It's really a separate point It's a point that we're, we're concerned for Yichud That if they go out to get to collect the grain So then we're concerned that she will be secluded With the person who's giving out these gifts Out of concern for this We don't want them to be secluded all alone um, We don't want to create such a scenario We want to be very careful About preventing any form of seclusion whatsoever. And so therefore, that makes sense according to everybody. That makes sense whether you're the daughter of a Kohen, Levi, Israel, it makes no difference. It's a totally separate reason, just to make sure that uh, they don't get secluded with the one who's given the gift. And so therefore, uh, all of this makes sense. And that's the point of the end of the Mishnah. So just to read this all inside, the Gemara says, I can understand according to the opinion that says that the reason why they shouldn't go out even if it's the daughter of a Kohen to collect the the gifts is because of Yichud out of concern that there'll be seclusion she'll be secluded with the person who's giving the gift uh, the whole reason for this is that uh, if the whole reason is because we're concerned that they'll get divorced and then people will think that she's a Levi that's not a concern for the daughter of a Kohen the Gemara says, true, it's not a concern for the daughter of a Kohen. But we'll say, we'll make a, a rule across the board. Because it is a concern for the daughter of Yisrael. Because if they get divorced, then she's not a levy anymore. She shouldn't collect from the food that's given to the Kohen, according to her mayor. Uh, she shouldn't get that food. Uh, and people will get confused and they'll think that she's really a levy. So we'll say a, a rule across the board. Anybody who's the wife of a levy can should not be the one who goes out to collect the gifts. That's, that's the rule. The Gmar then asks, whoa, Yihachi. If this is the case, so then why is our Mishnah discussing a case of where they're engaged? Even if they're married. All these are concerns even if they're married. So the Gemara says, it's true. It's true. Because in the first case, the whole first case of the Mishnah has nothing to do with this. The whole first case of the Mishnah is about who's a to eat, who's not a to eat. Um, and that if you are Yisrael, who's engaged or Pregnant from or getting ready to do yibam to either a levy or a kohen, so then you're not. She's not. She's still not allowed to eat the, the truma or the maaserichshon. That is a whole separate topic. The second, the second half of the mishnah is about a totally separate issue. About it's talking about a daughter of a kohen. A daughter of a kohen is allowed to eat the Meiser. Is allowed to eat truma. So when it comes to, to 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 that case, um, or at least she's she's allowed. She's allowed to eat my, the Meiser. The truma is a separate question, but she's allowed to eat the Meiser. So that in such a case, we're not really discussing whether or you know not a lady—that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing whether she's allowed to go ahead and receive a receive a gift uh, that's supposed to be given to the lady. She could be the one. She could be. The, could she be the one that receives the gift? And in that case, even though use the language of engaged, the only reason use the language of engaged is because the beginning, the first case in the Mishnah had to use the language of being engaged because if they were fully married, they'd be allowed to eat true mother. They'd be allowed to eat miser. So there, it had to use the language of being engaged. So then so too, it just continues with the same language, even though technically it's not true. Not that it's not true, but it, it includes even if you're married. Not just engaged, but also if you're married. And so therefore it includes much more, uh, but it uses the same language because that was the language that was used in the first part of the Mishnah as well. Okay, this concludes our analysis, the beginning of that analysis of the Mishnah, and the Gemara will continue onto a different topic in the next recording.